by Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 3 Into the Temple the leaves beneath Drusilla's feet crunched with each step as she made her way toward the wooden walls of Telerafel. It was unusual for her to head into the village as she preferred to stay as far away from the Grand Temple as possible. While she didn't have an utmost disdain for Tandrick Gertron, she didn't have much respect for him either. In her time as a god touched, she never had a great relationship with any of Phalaris's high priest, but it wasn't her job to. She examined the village and it was just as it had always been. Buildings constructed entirely of wood lined the single dirt path with the forest creeping in on all sides of the village. The lone building that wasn't made of wood was the blacksmith's forge, which was constructed of stone with a large chimney that was still emitting smoke. I wonder if Turst has made it back already, Drusilla thought as she made her way into the village and immediately lays eyes on the structure. She sighed as she thought about Merrick, her son, and the others who were lost to the forest. Without any clue to what could have taken them, Drusilla was motivated to find them. She had to protect the creatures of the forest, and if the children were harmed, there's no telling when the dryads or nymphs would be next. Mistress Whisperleaf, announced an older woman as Drusilla entered the village. She approached Drusilla with the god touch turning to see the woman, an elderly lady with stark white hair, wrinkly skin, but a cheerful demeanor, coming toward her as quickly as she could. Drusilla smiled warmly and took a few steps toward the woman, helping to cut a few steps off of her journey. It's so good to see you in the city again, Drusilla. Drusilla smiled from ear to ear and leaned forward. She pulled the woman toward her and embraced her. It's good to see you too, Sorast. It's been far too long. It has, Drusilla. Why have you not come to the temple to see the high priest and pay your respects to Phalaris? Inquired Sorast in a nosy manner. We all thought you had renounced your allegiance to him. Drusilla laughed as she pulled herself away from the older woman. No, I would never renounce my allegiance to Phalaris, she rebutted politely. I simply chose to live out toward the edge of the forest and keep to myself. Trifling myself with the comings and goings of the temple and its politics is the least of my concern. Saras nodded with a few others coming forward to shake the hand of Drusilla. There is far too much going on now, mistress. The youth of our fair village are being kidnapped and drugged into the forest. That's why I'm here. The wife of the blacksmith Sucret came and informed me of what was going on, and how the high priest refused to send a priest or any novice follower to investigate, answered Drusilla. Tersh is a good woman and she wants what's best for everyone, affirmed Sarast. I do hope you're able to convince the high priest that there is something that must be done. Drusilla laughed heartily. Convincing that fool is easier said than done, but I'll do my best. She smiled again and nodded. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm sure Tandrick has already gotten word that I am here. I wouldn't be surprised to get there to see that he's already left. Drusilla walked away from Sarast and the rest of the villagers and made her way along the path, eventually making it to where the ground beneath her feet changed from dirt to gravel. Drusilla paused as the wind started to stir. She stared at the temple and the massive tree that hung overhead. Drusilla smiled warmly at the sight of it, though her nerves began to grow. It had been several years since she had stepped foot in the Grand Temple. The last time she was there, she was a promising young priest who Phalaris took in and mentored. Her devotion to the creatures of the forest, specifically the nymphs, set her apart from the others within Phalaris's order. The other priests, abbots, and even the high priest didn't have the love for the humanoid creatures that Drusilla did, which is why she was selected to become a god-touched servant by the god of Flora. For a little over 200 years, Drusilla lived outside of Telerafel and kept watch over the creatures who lived there. She traveled to Kor and visited the Shroud, an area that surrounded Krelk, as well as the Black Forest, an area north of Malor. 
She kept watch over all of Phalaris' humanoid creations, something that he appreciated her for. The High Priest wasn't supposed to be concerned about them. It was her job. She closed her eyes and whispered a few words under her breath. She prayed to her god before opening them and taking a step between the walls to enter the temple. The ground beneath her shoes crunched with each step, alerting whoever was in the courtyard that she had arrived. The doors to the Grand Temple were open, though a few men were toiling away on the plants outside. Drusilla turned her head to see a young woman, covered in dirt, planting flowers along a bed of soil. Beside the young girl, dead plants that she had just unearthed were laying in a pile, waiting to be turned into mulch. Upon seeing the girl struggle, and without breaking her pace, Drusilla opened up her right hand and motioned at the flower bed. Within seconds, and in front of the young girl, the flowers that she just planted bloomed. The young girl stumbled back at the sight and turned to see Drusilla looking back at her. Stay devout with the god of flora, young lady. You'll be able to do that soon. Drusilla smiled and turned her head away from the young girl, with the young girl in awe at the sight of Drusilla Whisperleaf entering the Grand Temple. The others in the courtyard took note of Drusilla and stood still as she walked past them. She had a reputation for amazing feats and in some areas was regarded as being stronger than the high priest. She walked up the stairs to the Grand Temple and went through the doors. The priest at the entrance stood still at the side of Phalaris's god-touched servant, the only true god-touched he possessed. Madam Whisperleaf muttered one of the priests. Mr. Swiftleaf, it's an honor, muttered a second priest. Drusilla bowed her head at the priests who were greeting her. Good tidings to all of you, and may the blessings of Phalaris shine down upon this temple. I am here to have a word with the high priest. Is he available? She announced. The priests all stood still, unable to look away from Drusilla. However, from one of the side hallways, a young woman with stark, blonde hair emerged. Her skin was pale, and her hair was very long, almost reaching her knees. She was tall, nearly as tall as the high priest, and very slender. Madame Whisperleaf, what brings you to His Excellency's Grand Temple? She inquired loudly, but in a very monotone and emotionless voice. Drusilla turned her attention to the woman and tilted her head slightly while squinting her eyes. I'm sorry, is there a new high priest that I wasn't made aware of? She inquired in a rude tone. No, ma'am. Tandrick is currently in Lorel conversing with Phalaris personally. I am Vitralis, the abbot of this grand temple, answered Vitralis in the same monotone voice as before. Drusilla laughed loudly. Of course he's in Lorel. Quite fitting that the moment I enter Telerafel, he heads out to Lorel. I'm sure he just left and will be gone all day, right? Vitralis stared blankly at Drusilla without reply. Fine, abbot. I suppose you'll have to do, continued Drusilla rudely. She was already quite perturbed at Tandrick for abandoning his post and suspected he was also avoiding her. Are you aware of the threat in the forest? It was brought to my attention that several children have been abducted and taken there. I am aware, but that is not of our concern. We do not tend to the creatures of the forest, only the forest itself, answered Vitralis. The vegetation, the trees, and the other essence that is used to grow the forest itself is our only concern. Not anything in there that could potentially be harmful to humans or our followers. Drusilla sighed, but what of the creatures of Phalaris? Are they not of your concern? She asked, hoping to convince the abbot of the need for action. Vertralis remained stone-faced while keeping her attention on Drusilla. They are creatures that were created by Phalaris. They are. Vertrialis shook her head emphatically, interrupting the god-touch before she could finish. They were created for Phalaris by Valkus, god-touched. They are not true creations of the god of Flora, Vertrialis retorted plainly. They are not the concern of this grand temple, nor any of those who reside here. And what of the followers of Phalaris who are having their children taken? Are they simply to mourn their loss while continuing to worship the god of Flora? Asked Drusilla harshly. Drusilla realized that this meeting was going as she expected, though she was hoping to deliver this message to the high priest. She sighed loudly as Vertralis remained still and emotionless. 
How do you serve that coward, knowing that he has the power to end the suffering of those in the forest? Bertralis's gaze broke as she blinked her eyes slowly. Drusilla smirked, knowing that she had finally penetrated the abbot's stoic exterior and made her consider her plight. Bertrialis, you stand before a god-touched servant of Phalaris, the only true god-touched. I was chosen by him personally to serve. I did not rise to the ranks of the order, I was simply a gifted priest. I was never an abbot, and I most certainly was never a high priest. I was chosen by Phalaris because my gifts set me apart, and I knew that in order to serve him properly, I had to serve all of his interests. I had to assist his followers just as I had to serve his creations. You have a chance to stand up and do what's right. Retrialis's stoic gaze immediately shifted to laughter following Drusilla's monologue. Oh please, Whisper Leaf, you were granted your status because you don't respect the forest like we do, and instead chose to take care of the creatures instead. Don't stand before me and preach righteousness when you are the blasphemous creation of Valorous. You are his only mistake and your gifts pale in comparison to even a priest here. Retrialis paused and smiled menacingly at Drusilla. In fact, if we were to compare our strengths, I'm sure my gifts would dwarf yours exponentially. Now, if you don't mind, you can leave this grand temple and it would be wise if you never tainted the grounds with your ilk ever again. Drusilla smiled and locked eyes with Vertrialis, stepping toward her and standing a few inches from her face. Are you sure you're more powerful than I am, Abbot? Vertrialis scoffed and nodded confidently. I'm positive. Drusilla exhaled slowly and glanced over to see the rest of the priests still watching. Then prove it, seethed Drusilla as a vine emerged from behind Vertrialis and wrapped around her neck. The vine pulled back toward the ground, yanking Vertrialis to the ground as it constricted around her jugular and her windpipe. Vertrialis gasped for air, unable to breathe, as Drusilla took a knee beside her. Panicked, Vertrialis tried to defend herself. Other vines appeared from the ground to try and attack Drusilla, but none were able to make contact. Drusilla withered each vine before it could reach her with the debris falling onto the stone floor. Vertrialis reached out to grab the vine across her neck, only for another to emerge from the ground to wrap around each one of her arms and legs. Vertrialis was bound to the ground, unable to breathe and writhing in pain. The embrace of death was soon to greet her when the sound of a door opening startled the priests in the room. Drusilla Whisperleaf, release her, boomed a voice from the top of the stairs. Tandrit Dutrons stood at the top of the stairs that led to his chamber, watching Drusilla suffocate the abbot. Drusilla wiggled her fingers and loosened the grip of the constricting vine across Vertrialis's neck. Oh, Tandrick, I'm just proving to your abbot that her perceived strength is nowhere close to the power I actually possess. And I am telling you that you will not harm a servant of Phalaris within his grand temple. Release her, Drusilla. Release her now, commanded Tandrick from atop the stairs. Or what, Tandrick? What will the high priest do? Will he expel me from the Grand Temple because I'm sure I've not been invited in some time? Will he try to harm me? I welcome that fight. Drusilla fumed loudly as she kept the vines over Vertrialis's extremities. Finally, after a few seconds, she released the vines and rescinded them back into the ground, freeing Vertrialis from her grasp. Abbot, remember why you are still here on Dunai and not standing before the Goddess of Law? She scolded loudly. You are here because I am allowing it. Vertrialis rolled over onto her stomach and got on her knees. She reached up and grabbed her neck, still gasping for air. Thank you, she muttered. Thank you, Drusilla. Do not show your gratitude, Vertrialis. She released you because I told her to, stated Tandrick as he made his way down the stairs and onto the stone floor. I am the high priest and you are a god touch. You still answer to me, Drusilla. Drusilla laughed and stepped toward Tandrick, meeting him a few feet from where Vertrialis was still catching her breath. 
You dare to try to give me orders, High Priest. That is quite bold of you. Tandrick fumed loudly. You serve me. I serve Phalaris, Tandrick. It would serve you well to remember that, countered Drusilla. Now I am here to inform you that I will be heading into the forest to investigate why there are children missing. I am going to find out where they are going, and I am going to put a stop to it. I am not here to ask for your blessing, but I am here to inform you that you will stay out of my way. She smiled sarcastically at Tandrick as he bit his bottom lip. Do we have an understanding, High Priest? I will not send anyone in to collect your bones if you somehow fall, God touched, seethed Tandrick. The high priest's retort brought a sense of relief to Drusilla, only because she knew this was how the encounter would go. And I don't expect you to, smiled Drusilla. She stepped away from Tandrick and turned around, taking a few steps away to leave the temple. She paused and knelt down at Vertrialis, getting on one knee and placing her hand on her back. Vertrialis still gasped for air with deep red marks around her neck from the constricting vines. Drusilla placed the palm of her left hand on the ground and summoned a small plant with three large, deep green leaves. She removed one of the leaves and, with Vertrialis watching her, fearful at what was to happen, Drusilla placed the cool leaf on her wound. The magic of the leaf penetrated the burn wounds on Vertrialis's neck, immediately healing her. The red marks from the vine were gone, replaced by the pale skin that was there before. Abbot, I showed you the power that I possess to harm. Now I have shown you the power that I possess to heal. Do not forget what the true power of Phalaris is. Vertrialis peered up and nodded at Drusilla. Yes, ma'am. I apologize. I was... Shh, stated Drusilla as she shushed the abbot. I know, but you still serve the high priest just as I still serve Phalaris. Drusilla rose to her feet and looked down at Vertrialis with Tandrick standing a few feet away. In time, you will be the high priest. When that happens, I want you to remember this day. I will, muttered Vertrialis. Drusilla turned away from the abbot and continued on her path out of the Grand Temple. She was now going to head to the forest where the search for the children would begin. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.